The following podcast is an audio version of a live show that takes place daily on Crowdcast. To join our live audience, visit our Crowdcast website at crowdcast.io slash in lieu of fun. That's crowdcast.io slash in lieu of fun. We're not allowed to have fun anymore. So lieu of fun, let's at least not be bored. Come on, Greek chorus. It's time to get We're live. We're live. And, at least in my case, a little pissed off, and I want to tell you why. I got up this morning. KK had asked me yesterday whether I could cover her Monday for her today because she has to leave in 30 minutes. And I said, no problem. I'm happy to, Kate. And she said, I can even get you a guest. And I said, no, I don't need it. I'll get us a guest. So I got up this morning. I was all, like, generous, chivalrous, and I'd be, I'll take care of the guests. Don't worry <laughs> about it. So I start sending notes to people, and I realize around noon that it's one of those days that everybody, like the entire In Lieu of Fun world, has gotten together and said, today's the day we fuck Ben. Um, <laughs> you know, like... And yeah. so, you they know, chose even, fun. Yeah, when no, I that, texted no, Sarah that's what, Long. You know, that's what, it, on the Fuck Ben Slack channel. That's yeah. right. That was, <laughs> there were like, there was a memo. <laughs> went out. Right, exactly. and, you know, and yeah. some of them like, all right. It's so, really more like a murder hornet hive mind, Ben. We all just kind of think I'm just telling one. you, I mean, look, I asked Kathy Rampell and she said, no, nah, I can do Wednesday, but I can't do. So we have a Wednesday, guest for good. Wednesday. Um, and I said, you know, I asked Tom Malinowski because, you know, Tucker Carlson said he wasn't the sharpest knife in the blade. And I thought having that's you know, not a phrase. But... Con- well, it's just a phrase. <laughs> that's Tucker. That's Tucker. It was Tucker's non phrase, not mine. Oh, really? And he actually stumbled on it. What he actually said is he's not the sharpest drawer. Uh, not the sharpest knife in the drawer. And he actually Wait, really. Yeah, that's he re- really like, funny. Look, um, it's so perfect. And of course, it it's actually perfect. quite silly because Tom is actually among, like, he's a member of Congress who can actually, like, have a live debate, and he's a very sharp guy. Um, so it's, it's, it's illiterately untrue, which is adorable. Um, but that's, <laughs> so I thought it would be fun to have Tom come on and make fun of Tucker Carlson. And Tom can do next week, but he can't do this week. And so then you start getting into, well, in lieu of fun, standbys, and you start sending, like, the, the Sarah Longwell, Tim Miller. Don't tell people that they're, text. like, that they're, like, that they're, like, our third-tier options, Ben. No, they're <laughs> not our third-tier options. We love them, but they are super, they are often available. And I sent one note to the ten, neither of them could do it. And then I went to our actual two- True blue emergency guests, John Rausch and Paul Rosenzweig, who have both said anytime I you're in that. a total pinch, you know, you can come to me late. And I sent a single note and they're both like, now can't do it today. So we are, I think the technical term is fucking guestless. Um, 
We are not alive. It was not for lack of trying. Oh, I even... Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Popat. Uh, Ken... Um, Did you say Popat? Uh, yeah, Popat. Popat. Oh, not, I not... you said Popat. I was like, yeah. no, we yeah, are not terrible invite Popat on. He's dead. Guy. And he's a war criminal. <laughs> Two good reasons not Sorry, to have him on. International law paper. International law mm. paper. That's where my head is at right now. <laughs> yeah. So we, um, I, you know, he tweeted that he was really into blocking people and had just blocked some professors so it wasn't elitist. And I said, oh, come on in an hour and, um, and, and talk blocking with us. I tried everything, guys. But... We're not allowed to have guests anymore. Uh, so in lieu of guests, you've got cheese night and you're just yeah. going to have to fucking deal with it because, uh, you know, Kate will go away in half an hour, but we're going to be here for the hour. Genevieve is freezing. Um, oh, my Scott's God. They fixed your heat, Jen? No. They did. They, they fixed the heat and then we had a pipe break. So, you know, you think you've got it bad, but. Poor Genevieve is there, like all shivery and bundled up. So and she and there's no guest. So um, I have a good story about my pipes bursting. Please tell. I mean, it can't it can't be a where is the lie because it actually happened. But I was living. See, in but a, if you hadn't told that, we could have played oh. pipe bursting. Where is the lie? Oh yeah, <laughs> Scott is really like. I, I, <laughs> no, no, no. I I actually have, I have a pipe bursting story which is like among my best stories ever so i oh, was thinking okay i'm gonna tell mine and then you tell yours and then okay. this is all to like all right and we're gonna put up a poll of who's got the better pipe bursting uh, competitive you, competitive I, water competitive pipe bursting, yeah. um so this is when i was clerking in upstate new york um and i had um, there was this one kind of depressing, I mean, Geneseo, New York is like on a finger lake. And so it's kind of like a beautiful setting if you want it to be. But a lot of people are not from the area. And so they like, I don't know, like a lot of the clerks go and live in this very dingy kind of sad apartment complex that has like carpet from wall to wall. And it's all like kind of pinkish mauve color and like, you know, like, I don't know. It's kind of, it's like small. I'm imagining you know I mean? like 70s motel. Like, yes. It's like hasn't been looked. A lot of old people live there. It's like not, it's just like kind of a sad scene. But you can walk there to the, to like where my judge had his chambers at like the, the local town hall there. Um, but I was. And like, they had, and they had pet squirrels for you. I know. Well, no, the pet squirrels were at where I decided to live, which was that I found a, um, I found a, uh, a small cabin on the lake that had a dock and was like kind of like pristine and i mean it was a little bit more expensive than i wanted to pay but i was like this is this cute little cabin with this huge wraparound like deck and porch and i built a chicken coop and i got myself three chickens okay this is a really this is a long way of telling the pipe bursting story but this is like i would just like it was just like an amazing i built i built all these gardens i found this squirrel there were like wonderful things i loved i loved it um one of the things that when my like my 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 mother-in-law went and checked out the property for me and like she's like well it's a little slanty it's not like super well built but it's like a tree house it's like kind of like this tree house perched looking over this lake and it's kind of great and i was like great 
um, what could possibly go wrong? She looked at it in July and I rented it for the year. This was not a house that was built for year round living. They had never rented it year round before. Um, oh, and so wow. it turns out, first of all, Oh first, dear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so first of all, it ends up being like the polar vortex winter. I have like these, these like apps. Okay. So first of all, we didn't have heat in chambers, the heat in our, in the, our side of chambers in our side at the county county building just didn't get heat. So I would put on long underwear and then a giant, and then I had gone to the Goodwill and gotten a giant pair of jeans that would go over my long underwear. And then I put on three of these and then I'd put on like a hat, hat that I'd knitted myself. It was and like I, riding circuit. Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah, and yeah exactly. Like, you'd go to, you'd, 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 you'd go, you'd, 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 you'd oh, go to court. I rode my bike to up this mess. So I was like literally like in the riding. snow. Yes, yeah, it was like okay. a point of pride. It was yeah. uphill both ways, right? It's extremely impressive. The traction um, alone. There was this one day that I like came in and I had a hat. My judge called me into chambers to discuss a case because we were about to go down to New York and sit on the bench. And like he called me and in. Just, and for I those had, of you who don't know, Kate's judge named her KK. Yes, it's true. He was the one who named me Kike. Um, and I, he calls me in and I have like a pair of like car hearts on that are around my belly button, go up to my belly button. They're like men's car hearts and like three layers of flannel, all men's shirts that are on. And he was like, KK, we don't have a dress code, but if we did, this is probably my <laughs> thing. <laughs> go home and change and i was like oh it's so cold anyways um it, they fixed the heat after i left of course but anyways it was quite freezing um and it was also freezing at my house and so uh, i was very concerned because there was just like pure cold air there was nothing under the, the floorboards it was just floorboards and there was no insulation there was nothing so the pipes ran underneath the floorboards and it had been in like the negative like negatives for, I mean, I think, and I'm like, there is one central radiator. Oh, I should mention that I also used to get bloody noses before I had like nose cauterized. And so this is so dry. I had a bloody nose four or five, six times a day, like mm. in this, like living in this kind of horrible kind of situation. So anyways, uh, I, I get to like, I would go to work and I'd be freezing and I'd come home and I'd be freezing and I would get into the shower and I would just crank it to really hot water and I would take this long hot shower and then I would just like bundle up with all my clothes again and like knit on the couch and listen to records. Um, but one time I got into the shower and my shampoo, I shit you not, was freezing. It had frozen <laughs> in the shower indoors. It was just Was it like fun. slushy or was it no, like solid? it was like, it was just solid. It was just like completely solid. Oh my God. It, like, and so I was like, oh, this is bad. Um, and then that same day, I was like, wow, this water is so piping hot. This is so, like this water is like feels great. It's like as hot as it could possibly be. And then it just stops. And I realized yeah. it's because the pipes have frozen. And so um, really can wait, 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 no, wait, no, no, wait, no, no, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Why is the water? So, I, I, what's the relationship between the water being oh, so hot? The cold water pipes had 
the cold water. Oh, the cold. Oh, I, oh, there's I got no, it. There's no water going into the yeah. boiler anymore. It's not. So the water right. in the boiler is nice and hot, and then I, I was getting right. all yeah. hot water. I was getting all hot water <laughs> in the hot water tank, and I was like, "Wow, this is amazing!" And then it just disappears. Like there's no water, and wow. I'm like, "Oh my god!" And so I jump out, and oh, I had soaked up my hair, and I had soap in my hair. Oh my I jump out of the shower, and I in a towel and i run over and i'm like well i'm just gonna like maybe like maybe if sometimes the power would go out i was like maybe i'll just re i'll pull i'll find this like the circuit breakers and i'll reset the circuit breakers and like maybe like the hot water heater just went out so i pull of course my hot water this like conveniently located behind my entire refrigerator where like the circuit breakers are so like in a towel in a freezing house with my hair all wet full of soap i like pull out this um, refrigerator, I flip the circuit breakers, I wait, nothing happens. I decide that what I need to do is to get bundled up and wrap my hair up so because it's soaking wet and go outside and look underneath the house um, with a flashlight and see if it looks like the pipes are frozen because I know what that is. Like. Um, I get outside, I promptly slip on ice, smash my elbow, it breaks open and is like bleeding profusely. Oh, no. I have shampoo oh, in my hair. It's dripping like <laughs> into my eyes. I like am freezing. I just like got, I walked like back inside the house. I'm bleeding. I put my, I just like go outside and grab a pot of snow. I just stick my elbow in this pot of snow to like, cause it's like hugely bruised and like bleeding. And I just like, I'm just like, uh, and so like I didn't know what to do my heat's still working but everything is frozen and everything is bad the visual so, that's just yeah. terrible oh I mean like and I've still got my hair wrapped up and like I'm like wiping soap out of my eyes everything is terrible and I'm like oh my gosh so how okay my first concern was like okay my elbow it's not broken but I heard it really bad but it's not broken so that's good and then I'm like okay how do I get this soap out of my hair and so I go outside again with a like a big pot of snow and I stick it on my heater and I just like sit there and watch it and wait for it to melt and then I, I wash can, my hair can, out. Can I tell you, can I tell you yeah. something? Uh, uh, um, Kate, this is like a lifetime movie. This is like yeah. Yeah, this is like uh, uh, Kate. You're gonna Connick. have to compete with this, Scott. So don't oh, worry no, too gonna, much. Oh, Kate oh, on no. the prairie. Oh, I don't have to worry about that. I'm gonna crush this. It's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. No, but no, yeah. no, no. But I can give it its due. This is a fucking great story. All right. Oh, well, really? I, I think, think this GDF is may story. crush you both with her ongoing pipe. I don't know. I don't know. I have another one. I don't know. So I wash. Well, wait. And then I'm like over my bathtub washing. Did you use my... the blood from your arm to 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 remove the like did you was there was there blood from your arm in your hair? Oh yeah. Like I mean okay, it was there's like random like I mean it was just anyways, so um and then I poured myself a whiskey and that was the rest of the into snow. Speaking of which so um that was that was my frozen and mm. i then left to go down to new york and my pipes were still frozen and there was like this heat gun like they come and like do a heat gun on your pipes i love really, heat guns it's really not great for pipes but anyway so they came and did a heat gun on my pipe yeah, and my you can use what? a blowtorch too as long as you keep enough distance. for those of us who don't know what a heat gun is what is a heat gun it is it's, like a hair dryer, yeah. only um, yeah. 
It just uh, heats the pipe, so they like much hotter and uh, more powerful. Um, the really hard thing used, is you don't know it's where used exactly for, the pipe. It's used for and... scorching paint mostly. If yeah. you're oh. trying to uh, remove paint, remove paint. Hey, you know, you scrape it off, and then you take a heat also gun linoleum. to it, and it burns. Okay. Um, I've scraped up linoleum with a heat gun. It melts. Yeah, it's the kind glue, of like what a hair dryer gum. becomes yeah. if it eats its, its spinach and grows big and strong. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, anyways, uh, that was my. Um, and someday I'll tell the story about the boat that the rowboat that I bought from Craigslist um, to keep in my. Um, to to keep um, the water from the burst pipe in. I'll, I'll yeah, be right no. back. I think the plumber's here, so I'll... Oh, All right, good. so Genevieve's uh, Piper story is go is ongoing, so it's going to wait. But Scott, uh, Kate got a bunch of votes during that. People uh, haven't even waited to hear your story. I, mean, I know. I also think that, like, this is, like, par for... Remember when I told you around the morale thing that, like, the best stories come from, like some degree of hardship and like that just yeah. makes for a, like and like now yes. i love the morale story like yeah, so no, much. <laughs> <laughs> my morales by the way i keep okay. folding garbage into them uh to uh you're not gonna grow morales then i'm totally growing morales the, the morales and i have an make understanding a make them make a poll just to make be... scott eat crow <laughs> they are going and we're gonna have david golov back on the show yeah, right. yeah. and i'm gonna show a bumper crop of morales this made like, out of composted garbage this is like like one wallace says um uh i'm gonna do a make a perpetual motion machine to upset gromit i mean that's right it, 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 go, I, go ahead go ahead keep my guess. i'm doing it okay i've okay. been working yeah, hard gonna, on it fuck you i'm going to invent cold fusion <laughs> i so, i just don't believe they're not cultivatable so we're gonna find out okay yes okay, i looked so, it up on the internet how to do it okay so can, we, can i can i talk about my pipe story yeah Piper okay. story from Scott, and okay. then GDF has to tell one, and I have to tell okay. one. It's, so it's not it's exactly a pipe burst story; it's a pipe blockage story. So, but you'll, don't worry. It, it's so. What happened was, um, I, I, uh, I had a um, when I was a graduate student, um, I had oh, man, very, there's brisket bonanzas coming here. No, no. When I was a graduate student, um, I didn't. I did not have a lot of money. Um, uh, so, um, my stipend was $9,000 a year for, you know, to be a graduate student and my, my rent was $600 a month. And so like, I don't know how I was able to stretch it, but I was really, I had like no money. My parents, you know, I, they were, they were, you know, they gave but me But this was handouts. like 1945, right? Yeah, so right. Exactly. It was 1945. Right. <laughs> Right, where like a like a two, <laughs> two two bits would get you a cup of coffee and a good breakfast. Um, now, so so um, I, I I really um, so when when my now wife um, at the time uh, girlfriend she we we lived together. We lived on this very um, very small studio, a three hundred square foot studio on Morningside Heights and one hundred eighteenth Street. And it was a, it was just a terrible, terrible 
apartment, but I could afford it. And, um, and we had no money. So like we would go to Barnes and Noble on 82nd street for date night because you, because Barnes and Noble was the only bookstore in the city that let you read the books. So, and we got into a fight once cause she got like a dollar Vita bath, um, thing. And we, cause we had like no money. She wore my clothes. Like it, it cause I love she, this wore, so much. she, she this wore through like her clothes. Yeah, it was just it was just like we had right yeah we have money now but i still wear his clothes <laughs> <laughs> okay so what happens was um i was i was again i was poor but somebody i um the penguin penguin press came out with a new edition of the leviathan and um and it was yeah no and so i wanted it so the person who got like a whole a pool shipment... table in River City. It's like <laughs> completely crazy. So the person who got it said, if you give a, a talk to the faculty on Mills on Liberty, I'll give you a copy of the new Leviathan. I was like, okay. So I was supposed to do a pr presentation to the faculty um, on, on Liberty um, um, the next day. And I'm preparing it at 10 o'clock at night, you know, of course, because like you start preparing things at 10 o'clock at night. And then all of a sudden, I see water extend um, into my kitchen from the bathroom. And I'm like, what's going on here? And then uh, I start things, things floating. And then all of a sudden, things gushing. What happened was, underneath... Um, uh, so I lived on the ground floor and underneath the pipe for my bathroom, it got stuck. There was some blockage. So anytime anybody flushed their toilet in the entire building, it came up through my toilet into my, into my apartment. And so now what happened was oh, for the gosh. next 10 hours, Anytime, anyone, like, so shit was just... Be better. No, why didn't you just, like, go and knock on every single human's door and be like, here's a bucket? It, <laughs> it, you don't understand. I was, so the shit's coming out of the toilet, like, constantly, because it's a building. And so a lot of people, not all food is digestible. And... Um, and so we were taking, like, so my wife and I, my, you know, uh, um, at the time, she wasn't my wife at the time, we would take a, we, we would take a, um, a broom and push all the matter that was coming through the toilet out into the hallway. We had to do this till four in the morning, um, <laughs> where she would, but the thing was, is that we had to like trade jobs so I could do my John Stuart Mill presentation. <laughs> so I'm like talking about the importance of liberty and she's like, oh my God, a big load coming. And so the whole thing, so then, so the next day, so obviously it was like a terrible, terrible, um, uh, uh, it was like really, really unhealthy. So, um, I, so like we, my wife, my wife and I, we made up a, we, a, a, a little bit of a lie. We, we 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 said that our linen had been destroyed in this thing. Now it really hadn't been destroyed. It because we didn't have linen. Like we just had like a futon and a and pillows and a and a, and a duvet. <laughs> um, and so because we were trying to get money from Colombia, 
and they were like, okay, come up with a list of all the things that... Oh, so you, you scanned heirloom. Columbia University... Nope, but here's the... Here's based the, on shit that didn't destroy your shit. Yeah, but, but here's the thing. I was, I was so poor that I lowballed them crazily. No, no, like no, no, I, but I just want to ask you, no, as actually, a moral philosopher, like you, Scott, you do you feel limits. guilty? No, not at all, because they, <laughs> they, they, um, like, I ha like, if shit was coming up into your apartment while you're reading John Stuart Mill's On Liberty, okay? <laughs> In order I, to get your, like, your copy of Leviathan. Right, exactly. That is, like, straight out of Kant legal, okay? Right. <laughs> I think that's okay. right. Yeah, I want to say that I, I, as a child, spent a lot of time in Columbia graduate student housing because um, I went to elementary school right around there. And one of the kids that I oh went to gosh, elementary to school with was uh, squatting in Columbia University housing. His parents just had been grad students there once, but they just <laughs> refused to move out. Um, and um, and uh, so we used to go uh, hang out there a fair bit. And they weren't, you know, paying rent. It was many years that they were in. This, this. is a thing now. There is a um, use this. Sorry. But yeah, it a, turns out it takes Columbia about ten college. years to get rid of you. Um, <laughs> and has been living there for like ten years and hasn't yeah. been paying tuition for like the whole time. Um, well, or this was rent. well beyond paying tuition. They weren't paying rent. <laughs> no, and the kid in question was kind of the mascot of the Columbia University Computer Science Department because he was, uh, he was, we were that first generation of kids who knew how, learned how to program. And he would go after school every day and just hang out in the Columbia's uh, Computer Science Lab. Uh, and he was a very, very fine programmer at a young age. He's now a very uh, esteemed mathematician. Um, and um, but yeah, he was basically squatting in Columbia. Uh, I want to say that like the plumbing was not reliable. And um, so Scott's <laughs> Scott's story is altogether uh, plausible. Yeah. Oh my I, goodness. I, OK. OK, JDF. GDF. Where's my mom? Is she JDF? She is a JDF. Oh, right, oh so, okay, okay. So yeah. Scott is now, Scott and Kate are tied for the lead. Ooh. Genevieve, you've got an ongoing situation. I do. Uh, but you guys I'm, have such I've got a story about skills. Walt Montana, wild living. Um, so, <laughs> you know, we're going to, it's going to take up the whole hour, these, uh, these, yes. these pipe so, burst stories. Um, if, if I could beg the audiences, um, uh, just give me a little bit of room to run with. I can talk about a different pipe that burst. Um, and it was... Is there Hobbs? Yeah, there's no Hobbs. But it was Valentine's Day. Were, were you naked with uh, uh, no, I uh, no. soap in your hair? It's incredibly... <laughs> like I'm acting compared to the two, but um, so when I was growing up, as you as I've shared on the show before, I was one of a large number of children. And when my parents were looking for a larger house, because after the fifth kid in the same room, they're like, "All right, we think we have to move." Um, <laughs> they find this very old colonial. It had a very interesting history. 
suffice it to say the gentleman who left it or moved out had to because the government sent him to college and there was a collection of questionable films in the basement <laughs> that uh, were very flammable when we were disposing of them. And so <laughs> we are in this very old house and it's Valentine's Day weekend. And just, I remember that because like growing up, there wasn't like a ton of stuff to do. Not like, I mean, you watch your parents and like for them, it was like my dad would bring home flowers and like they'd maybe have like a nice dinner together, but that was really it. And so they're sitting in the living room and all of a sudden they're looking up at the ceiling and my mom goes, it just looks a little funny today. Like, and she has a very artistic eye and notices things that are like very minute. My dad looks at the ceiling and he's like, what are you talking about? It's absolutely fine. It's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Cause he's thinking, I just got this painted. I don't want to spend the money. I can't <laughs> like deal with this right now. So time's passing and my mom looks back up at the ceiling and she's like, you know, it just really looks very funny. And so again, no, it's fine. You're totally okay. They leave the room. And then one of my younger brothers, I don't remember which one walks in there. And all of a sudden we hear mom, of course they call for mom <laughs> and there is a bubble and it looks like a potbelly pig has grown underneath the paint and is just suspended over the entire family room ceiling oh my god it's a poltergeist it really <laughs> and you've so, got about five minutes at that point yes. <laughs> and it's in the middle of like a freezing cold winter's day and she's just like she and my mom's not one for swearing at that point in her life now we give her a lot more to swear about as we've gotten into adults but she was just like shit and so then she has a chorus of small boys going mommy that's a bad word in the background <laughs> and then Lucy. It, the pot the potbelly starts to drip and drip and drip. And it's just all of a sudden there is a deluge that just comes down in a sheet of water all over everything and it doesn't stop. So then you have my father who is upstairs trying to tell my mother who's in the basement if she manages just to turn the water off. And the conversation was entertaining now at the time very tense but they couldn't find because this is an old like dugout basement there's no lights down there yeah, nothing's labeled and if you don't know where the water intake is <laughs> under pressure <laughs> under the best of circumstances you ain't gonna find it you're gonna oh, throw the it. circuit breaker for the main you're gonna throw everything but the yeah. water intake for the oh house. my gosh it was insanity and so um i think why didn't my dad go to the basement himself? Well, because he actually has, at that point he had an injury, but we're not going to go there. That's not pertinent to the story. But what it is, is yeah. the water pouring into the living so room what, over what, and over what, and over. What, what, was, what was wrong? Was there like the pipe? Real, what happened? We had had like a really, really, really cold snap and one of like the pipes had frozen and since the walls were so thin like so so thin it was just not built to have um uh like um any any cold 
infiltrated it at all. And so then, like, the next day, I just remember walking in there and you see, like, the old wooden planks and, like, the paint just kind of hanging around it. <laughs> and it's, like, it's it's funny because, like, I remember it, but I also, like, sometimes question, like, because when you're younger, you're like, I don't know if this is, like, as accurate as it could be, but the visual of just the ceiling is incredibly vivid in my mind. And I'm will sure be. it's accurate. When, <laughs> when I was seven... I was involved in a gas explosion in my house, which is to no. say I was sitting in my room and the wall, gas seeped into the wall and it blew up. And um, both my sister and I were sitting in the room and the all the furniture collapsed, the wall came down, you know, and there was not a wait, scratch on either of us. Wait, wait, can you, can you please talk about this some more yes, please. like yeah, yeah but like, this is not my pipe bursting story right? i mean no no no, no, gas no pipe is a pipe no 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 but no but he gets the call okay he gets the call yes, which is yes a story. absolutely yeah, okay. yeah, I, I mean i did story. too i cherry okay. <laughs> so but, 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 but wait a second like 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 did it just from one wall it just like all of a sudden burst like there was an explosion no, so there had been a gas leak in the basement and the con ed guys were working in the basement to fix it and there was a uh fast flash fire in the basement and uh there had been seepage of gas up into the wall and it it just blew up um wow. and That's you so know scary. i remember this as this super vivid uh thing i mean i remember like you know, an explosion and then plaster flying everywhere. And um, so a couple, a few years ago, my mom came upon the pictures that she took to send to the insurance company. And she gave oh them God. to me. Because like, hey, you rem remember the gas explosion? That um, you were in. By the way, I just want to say <laughs> this happened uh, Christmas Eve, uh, 1977. Oh, wow. When we yeah. came back from Christmas break, second grade, I had the best fucking what did you do <laughs> on Christmas break story. Yeah. Like, you know, everyone else, some people went skiing, some people <laughs> went to the Bahamas, but nobody else was in a gas explosion. And yeah. I just, I had the whole class slack-drawed about yeah. that. Yeah, um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's not a well-known Jewish tradition. Holiday exactly, tradition, like how you spent Hanukkah. Yeah, right. so, um, <laughs> so I um, I just want to say, I expected, like GDF, that like when I saw the pit, that it would be like, yeah, there was some damage, but it wasn't that big a deal. And I was like, holy shit, how did we survive this? <laughs> um, and, you know, I, so I am sure, GDF, that your memory of it is exactly accurate. Oh. Like, and it's like, if you saw pictures of it now, you'd be like, Oh, <laughs> and they were like in sheets it was so crazy and, and like just the pot belly uh, i mean it's old house who knows but like just the pot belly was so like i, I was just like that's wrong <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay so scott's story is in the lead yes um i mean the this <laughs> was great yeah. ben, it, it's up to you <laughs> ben. so um when i was 12 I had heard of gas explosions, or 11 maybe. I'd heard of gas explosions, um, but you know, I'd been in one. But I'd never heard of pipes freezing because I lived in New York City. And, you know, actually pipes don't really freeze in New York City because they're underground and it's pretty warm and down there. And, 
you know, it's kind of like cave dwelling for pipes. It's just a level of freezing that doesn't happen. And so you can live in New York City for a very long time and never have a pipe freeze. Um, and when I was 11 or 12, I guess I was 11, um, I was kind of acting up and my mom was um, uh, not sure what to do with me. Um, and so she decided that for my uh, Christmas vacation, she was going to send me out to Montana uh, to my uncle, John, whom you guys have met on the show. Um, and John was then living in a trailer in Bozeman, Montana with his then wife, Chris, who on this trip taught me how to ski. Um, and um, uh, I went out there and I was there with... Uh, through my three cousins, uh, John's uh, kids, Noe, Nathan, and, and Reva. And um, we spent a, a week or so in Bozeman. Um, and then we went from Bozeman to this town where Chris and John had a little house. And the thing about this town is it was actually a ghost town. It was called Southern Cross, um, Montana. It was an old abandoned mining town. And um, it had, I think, two or three, maybe seven or eight permanent residents. Um, and the rest of it, one of them was an 85-year-old Finnish miner who basically didn't speak English. His name was Udi. And he um, owned a fair number of the remaining shacks in this town. Uh, it was an old mining village from back when there was mining there, and uh, it had been abandoned many years earlier, but the structures were still good. And so people who were into backcountry skiing would come out uh, and uh, just hang there. Um, and so it was a, uh, it was a destination for this uh, backwoods, backcountry, off-the-grid skiing culture. You know, they lived without electricity because there were no services delivered to. Uh, and this is outside of, a, of what was itself a small town called Anaconda, Montana. Um, and so you're getting into, like, uh, these tiny abandoned ghost town villages that these hippies would uh, basically squat in and do backcountry skiing. And I remember this period in Southern Cross as like one of the the few like totally magical times of my life. Um, and, you know, um, there was this guy um, who lived in one of the houses named Benowitz, which we, we thought was really funny because his name was Benowitz and mine is Ben Wittes. And so it was like, <laughs> and, and, and that is kind of funny. It's kind of cool, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was his last name, but everybody just called him Benowitz, and people, you know, I was Ben Wittes, and he was Benowitz, and he was. He later became an environmental lobbyist in Montana, which, uh, like, mm. when he kind of grew up, and but then he was a, um, you know, this guy who just lived out in the in the woods and you know did nature shit, um, and. Um, you know, and so like all the adults would kind of get together and like at night somebody would cook and everybody would kind of come over. And I remember there was one night where the, like they would play music and like one like one guy actually played a washtub bass 
um, which you know I didn't know anyone really played a Washington <laughs> right, except, base, but except, except in, commer- in cartoons. Exactly, but this guy actually <laughs> played a Washington, and I remember it as this like totally magical time. And then during the day, the adults would abandon the kids, and the adults would go back backwoods skiing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like sometimes the kids would go to a ski area and like go skiing, and sometimes we would like play Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. and that like it would and it was and like we'd have a, like a wood fire and. You, they didn't, you didn't need a refrigerator because anything you wanted to keep cold, you just threw in the snow. Um, <laughs> and, you know, there were, you know, I had to worry about whether the bears would find it. But it was, it was like this totally fucking magical time. And I remember like Southern, and, and I corresponded as a kid, Benowitz, who was like a spectacular guy, like was my pen pal for like years after that. He would write me letters. Um, and so all of that, I, and there is a, a, a pipe freezing story uh, coming, I promise. So we were there for like a week and a half. And then we go back to Bozeman. And so um, what happened in the meantime is a deep Montana freeze. And we get back to this trailer. And when Montana gets cold, it's really no joke fucking <laughs> You know, like... Um, like um, and we get back and all the pipes in the trailer are frozen. Not some of them, but all of them. Um, and, you know, that means you don't have any water. And it, like, and they hadn't burst, but they were, they were frozen rock solid. So, like, when you turned on the water in the, in the bathroom, nothing happened. And... <laughs> I had never heard of a frozen pipe. You know, it was like I was a fucking New York City kid. And like pipes don't freeze. And of course, it doesn't get to be 20 below in New York. But like pipes just don't freeze in New York. It just doesn't happen. Um, and so I'm totally at a loss for, and I'm kind of panicked. I don't know why, in a way that an 11 year old, you know, gets scared about things. Like the the pipes were frozen. That's really bad. Um, yeah. There's no water. And then John explained to me, he was just like trying to explain like what was going on, that the, the risk is that they would burst. And that's the thing you really, because if they're froze, just frozen, they, you know, they'll Fall. eventually unfreeze. But if they burst, that's a fucking problem. And so now I'm having pipe bursting nightmares, you know, and um, and I don't know if John remembers this, but like we actually like like bedded down that first night. The cabin was the the, the it was freezing inside, um, and so he builds a giant fire in the wood stove to try to just heat up the ambient uh, place, and then he goes under the cab the thing uh, the 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 trailer with a blowtorch. And starts blowtorching the pipes um, uh, to try to create heat that'll unfreeze it. But it doesn't work because they are so, there's so much length of them that's frozen so solid that it doesn't. And it took, uh, I don't know, probably 48 hours of, we had to buy water, but we had to keep, you know, keep the, the inside of the place quite warm 
in order to radiate enough heat to, and then very slowly, you know, trickles of water would start. Um, and every few hours, John would go and, and blowtorch the pipes. And uh, none of the pipes, pipes burst. So this is a pipe not bursting story. Um, but um, it was, you know, the moral of the story is you can spend a week in magical times in Southern mm -hmm. Cross, but you do have to come back to Bozeman and deal with the pipes freezing. And that's a metaphor for life right there. It's so, it's so true. It's so true. I mean, I, I feel like you told me your whole life just now. Um, you know, I, it was a that was a big thing, and then I went back to sixth grade or whatever it was, um, <laughs> uh, where I continued to make trouble. Um, all right, we should bring in some audience people, and I think we got to bring in Richard Wattenbarger, who's being held hostage by another member of the Greek chorus. So we're um, bringing him in. We're going to see if he's got a hostage message. I just also have to say, I have still not recovered from Dr. Hillary's Where's the Lie on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Where's the lie? Hello? Your, I can't read your hostage. We cannot read that. Wait a minute. Um, oh, it, it, they think, oh great. This is supposed to prove that it's today, but it, evidently it's not. It doesn't prove much of anything. Uh, okay. Oh shoot. Um, but yeah, I'm being I'm being held hostage. Hi, Anne. Hello, Anne. Um, oh. Richard, it's, it's, remember, it's, remember, always say what I told you to say. It's terrible. We don't. The Wi-Fi doesn't even work here. They don't even have Wi-Fi. So this is just. I took you know, away all of <laughs> Have the pipes. 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 Have the pipes. Okay, yeah. How are the pipes? Am I okay? No, oh, the pipes. pipes okay. Okay. Yeah. Everything is just. I, I, I got Richard. I picked him up from Philadelphia and dragged him to New York because I was feeling so alone. And he was. And, and what are you. What ransom are you holding him for? What did he say? What's I, the ransom? Did hear. We're, yeah, we're, uh, what did I say it was? It was, it was way too much. Oh, wait a lot. The, a wheel of cheese. He wants, he wants me to, uh, he's gonna, if, if you don't pay, he's going to stick me in a room and make me listen to Rachmaninoff nonstop, you know, day, yeah, and night, day and night. That's some, that, you know, that's like an Eighth Amendment violation. Yes. You actually have to, have to pay up. Actually, but you know I don't. So it's like... Anyway, we, yeah. I'm very grateful here to be here live on, with Richard. I love so, you. And great to see you both. What? Great to see you both. Yes. Great to see you. Thanks. Well, glad someone in New York is having a good time. It yeah, looks really. like fun. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, Daniel cannot come on screen. He's mm -hmm. actually so backlit right now that he's <laughs> faded away completely. Um. He wants to know, will there be a Rick Grinnell or Mitch McConnell trolley problem? And I want to answer this question really candidly. <laughs> I actually made a trolley problem with humans tied to the tracks the other day. 
I thought it was pretty funny. It was cinema and mansion and the House Democratic majority all tied up next, uh, the Senate Democratic majority all tied up next to each other, and the other way was totally clear. So the the switch operator, which was the Senate Democrats, could choose. They could run over Cinema and Mansion, but they'd have to destroy their own majority to do it, or they could just leave it alone and have the trolley not run over. Um, and um, I was informed by one of my vetters that this would be interpreted the wrong way um, as wishing uh, violence on. Um, individual members of the Senate. Um, and uh, uh, so I think uh, we have to avoid, probably have to avoid um, uh, humans being tied to the tracks as um, uh, just because like there's somebody at the Daily Caller who was recently hired to monitor these problems so to just to razz me in the event mm. that I put a toe over the line, I think the Daily Caller now has a position devoted to that. <laughs> um, so I I think Daniel, the answer to your question is that we're we're going to have to be super cautious and err on the side of the ethereal, theoretical trolley problem rather than the you know tie your enemy to the tracks kind of trolley problem. Yeah. What do you think? Is that overcautious? Daniel or... Uh, no, or, I'm asking you guys. I, I think humorless humans tied to tracks is a dangerous scenario. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, um, I have had people uh, react to my... Um, uh, to, to me using trolley problems in jokes with the, oh... Even in the joke, somebody's being tied to a track, and that's uncool. And so, okay, whatever. Yeah, I, I look. I think that Rick Grinnell, um, first of all, um, I, you know, were he tied to a track, that would be, you know, such a uh, that's not like does not present a particular moral. Uh, crisis for me and so you know a human actually has to have um uh you know like like um, it's sort of like you know the unnamed republican runs well against the generic republican runs again well against biden but the as the minute you say Rick Rennell, you know, th that loses a lot of it and there's a bit of that with the trolley problem too you know the 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 abstract human has a lot of moral weight in the conversation once you start giving him names like Rick Grinnell it really does lose a lot of that <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah all right um uh John Hawkinson um uh and um Itamar has a has an important question as well. Um, John, oh, you have a heat gun. Oh, you have a heat gun. Whoa, a heat gun. sitting next to me, so I thought you know, good prop to put on. So you know, wow. I, I'm very loath to suggest that people take up new hobbies because a hobby is a deeply personal thing. But it it really seems to me, Ben, that I I would I would enjoy it very much if you would 
consider the hobby of model railroads, but but change it a little bit and build some actual real life scale model trolley problems. And you know you can make them as elaborate or as simple as you want. You could start with some toothpicks and some chopsticks, or you could use actual railroad tracks with actual you know electrical engines, or better yet, steam engines, which I think would work well with your your baby cannon kind of feel. And and see some actual trolley problems with an actual switch, and we could see a train moving through your living room and avoiding the Robert Mueller figure or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and I just I think there's a lot of space for that, and and I, I would ask you to consider it. So there's a lot to that. I actually have a, it's not a trolley though. And I think if I were going to do this, I would want for verisimilitude purposes, I would want to use a proper trolley, not a, I mean, baby but I actually have one of the old, uh, not just N gauge, but Z gauge, the tabletop, uh, trains. Um, for our readers, we need to explain gauge or sorry. So, Electric trains, and I'm sorry if you're not electric train nerds, you should be, because electric trains are the greatest toy ever <laughs> created for children or adults. Um, they come in different sizes, and the um, if you think about the ones that run under Christmas trees, uh, those are O-gauge, um, and then um, the famous uh, slightly smaller than that ones that have three tracks uh, which doesn't make any sense, but it's necessary for the electricity. Those are Lionel trains. They're uh, they're O twenty seven gauge, and then you have like the collectors stuff that people make really fancy shit out of, which are uh, 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 HOs, which are I think the main ones. Uh, that's the that's ones one that, to eighty seven. Yeah, it's uh, like half the size of an O gauge, and those are like you know yay. Yay, uh, wide. Uh, you can I've do lost all your video, by the way, so I, I think well, yay is not going to cut it. Well, I think other people probably have my video, but but maybe not. Uh, so, and then there's N-Gage, which are really small. And then there's the coolest one of all, which are called tabletops, sometimes called Z-Gage. And they're like this big. I mean, they are fucking tiny. Um, and they're gorgeous. Um, and so I think a Z gauge or an N gauge trolley, you know, you could persuade me real fast, but it's got to be a trolley. It can't be like a, um, it can't be like a, an Amtrak or a freight train, right? It's got to actually be a trolley. So how about this, Mr. Hawkinson, if you can find me on Amazon, an appropriate small gauge trolley. I think it should be like ridiculously small. I will buy, um, uh, I will buy it, and I will put it here, and I will do some of these problems live because I, I totally think the idea is legit. Uh, and there can be sometimes the the daily trolley problem can be video. But it's got to be a trolley. It can't be. Look, I, I'm absolutely willing to engage in this, and I'll tell you, Ben. I would, if I can't find one, I will construct one for you. My only problem is that because of COVID, I no longer have machine shop access. Uh, you know, I'll have it back when COVID is over, whenever that is. So, if I have to actually, you know, construct something on a vertical mill or a lathe, uh, it's going to be some time. But I, I think. That's Hopefully OK. The daily trolley problem. So when I when I did the first one, I thought I was going to have trouble coming up with a second one. 
I've now done like three or four days ahead. I text them to Scott and GDF. <laughs> um, they're not like, these are really easy to come up with. Um, and uh, I've got some, some really good ones. And, uh, uh, and you know, coming, it, 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 the, the physical manifestation thing is kind of a great idea because, you know, as you may have noticed, I can't draw at all. Um, <laughs> And there's a really good one that I asked Kate to do uh, to draw for me because it's like beyond my capacity to draw, but she's a little behind on it. So, you know, I'm not going to run out of daily trolley problems. Um, but yeah, whenever and look, we don't need like a really nice one. It's kind of like it's kind of gorilla, right? So like if if there is just like an electric trolley, you know. We can just. I mean, I, I hesitate to say this, but I think the hardest part may be the switch, like getting an actual operating switch, because most of the model trains I have seen do not have switches that run at speed. Oh, but I'm not. I, I, my old HOs had good switching. Oh, like, and they had re remote switching. Now, you'd wow. have to build a little guy to stand there and go. Um, but I think we could do that. No, no, I, I'm confident that the setup is doable. Building little diagrams of the consequences may be tough. You know, if you Scott go this way, you run over that. a shoe bill. But if you go this way, you kill the, the the other beast of the day. I don't know. It could be it could be tough. But I'm totally up for realizing the daily trolley problem in 3D. Thank you, Ben. I like it. Itamar, you get uh, the last question today. Okay. So this is in in memory of uh, Richard, who we hope will be free. Uh, I want uh, <laughs> I want some Sophia Yen on Spotify. Uh, ever since we got uh, a taste of it on its own, I want more. So, uh, you know, Sophia Yen has a day job, actually. Um, and uh, I try to remind people of this, but she is actually the Beijing correspondent for the London Telegraph, uh, and she uh, puts her life at risk pretty regularly. Like she's broken a lot of stories about Uyghur concentration camps and going to Xinjiang, and um, uh, she's um, so like I, you know, usually when I tell her I need music. It's more like, hey, have you recorded anything cool recently? And then she just like texts me a bunch of like sound that she's recorded for various reasons. Um, or sometimes when she's in town, I sit down with her and I record her. Um, it was easier when she, she used to live in Tammy in my basement um, years ago. Um, and so um, like that was easy. She would like practice on our piano and I could like stick a little recorder on it. Um, uh, but um, I uh, don't really, like she plays quite seriously as you can hear, but she is not a, um, but like she's actually a professional journalist and she's, um, uh, you know, uh, music is definitely a sidebar for her at this point. So I don't know that you're going to hear her on, on Spotify. She, um, she does recitals now and then. Um, and, um, she's, she plays a lot of 
chamber music when she's uh, when she's uh, when she's around other people who play chamber music. Um, but she's not, uh, you know, she's one of those people who um, it's a rare creature, right? Who who uh, I think you meet more of them at Oberlin College than just about anywhere else in the world. Uh, there are people who uh, take a degree in the conservatory, but also take a degree in the college. And then when they leave, they have a choice, which is, are they the conservatory degree professionally or are they the, the college degree? And, and Fia definitely uh, chose, uh, she chose a bit of both, but her professional life is not Spotify. It's, it's the, the, the London Telegraph. And that brings us to the end of the show. The first show we have ever done with <laughs> one, with four, let alone three, let or even two, or even one story about frozen and burst pipes. It, it, yeah, I, I mean, it really, um, I feel like we broke new ground. We did. I, I, I also want to say that the results of the poll are extremely disappointing to me. I lost, <laughs> I got crushed. Um, on the other hand, um, I really take uh, the vote of confidence in my morels uh, at face value. Um, <laughs> and, um, so, and that's an example of how we should trust polls when they're been a, a, a pr good for us and not it's just I'm just like Trump in this regard. Yeah, I agree with um, you. So uh, we're going to leave it there. We will be back on Wednesday. We will be joined on Wednesday by the great Catherine Rampell of the Washington Post. Um, that'll be 46 hours and 59 minutes from now. And until then, Scott? We can't have fun anymore, but we can have a lot of great broken pipe stories. <laughs> Turns out there are a shitload of them, you might say. A, shit, a shitload. Almost a shit flood of them, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> See you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>